0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back again to the Wake Citizens Journal. I'm Terry Guthrie, your host, as always, and I'm here with Elena once again. She's uh, not gotten tired of me yet, apparently, so she's still showing up. And uh, I think we've got a good program for you today. Um, As always, I want to do a quick commercial, and then we'll get right to the the meat of the program. And my commercial is always about stem cells. I am uh, such a fan and a proponent of getting your stem cells regenerated, get them active again so you can be healthy. And so uh, the product we always talk about um, are the patches. It's a little patch like this. You just stick it on, wear it for 12 hours a day. And the technology in this, there's no drugs, uh, you know, no pharmaceutical stuff. So what I love about this is it gets me away from big pharma. So this is uh, something that really helps promote my general well-being and health all the way across the board. I love these things. When you look at my podcast notes, you'll see um, a link there every Thursday evening at 8 p.m. We do, um, actually a friend of mine and I, we do a tag team on a podcast or actually a Zoom meeting where we talk about these patches. And we'll give you more information about how the technology works. So go to the podcast notes. Just click on the link at 8 o'clock Thursday evening. That's Eastern time, by the way. And we'd love to see you there. And I'd love to share this information with you. So come join me. So uh, today, I'm going to let Elena introduce our special guest, and you're probably going to get confused on names, but that's okay. Um, but we're going to have some fun, and uh, we're going to teach you a little bit more about homeschooling. So go ahead, Elena.
1: Um, yeah, today we have on with us, Lena from the Triangle Homeschool Resource Center. But Lena, pronounce your last name for me, please. Yaisley. Geisley. Okay, because I was going to get that wrong. <laughs> no <laughs> so problem. Thank you. Thank you for that. So we have been talking the last few weeks about just, uh, well, homeschooling in general, how to get started, uh, some support options. We've been focusing on the last couple weeks, and it's not necessarily methods of homeschooling, but however, um, it's just different support options that you can get for yourself. Ways that you can incorporate uh, outside resources into your homeschool to um, help you with the classes you're looking for or even get your kids into a classroom setting. So, uh, Lena is with us today to talk a little bit about that, something I like to call a la carte classes where you are not involved in a co-op necessarily where you have to serve your time or um, serve your time like prison. (laughs) We have to serve or help out in a co-op or drop off your kids and pay a tuition necessarily for the whole day. So a la carte pretty much is just picking and choosing um, the classes that you think will benefit your child or help you out in your given homeschool year. And Lena has um, hosted and sponsored some of those in the past. So we're going to let her um, talk a little bit about the pros and cons benefits and what that's like. But then we also want to talk about her, um, her organization, she has some, uh, some real good uh, resources with what she does. And and we'd like to like her to share on that. So Lena, if you could share, um, let's start with just some of the what you know, what is a la carte? Right? So Um, Let's start, you know, many years ago,
2: my church was doing a big campaign, right, to raise um, funds to do some building, and it's kind of stuck with me. They talked about, you know, the ways we can give time, talent, treasure, right? So when you're involved in a traditional co-op, you've talked about, um, you're giving your time and your talent, and, you know, busy families these days, uh, sometimes, you know, you're um, using different methods of education. So maybe you have some kids still in school and traditional school and you're homeschooling some, or you're working while you're homeschooling. So the time and talent is already very much drained. Um, So a lot of families are investing treasure um, financially into supplement classes. And that is kind of where the a la carte model comes in of classes. Here in the triangle, We have a beautiful um, kind of melding of the track out kind of offerings along with homeschool offerings so that as a parent, when you're sourcing things that you want to find for your children to learn and groups for them to be involved in, you have that whole buffet of things to choose from. So um, I find these days that um, parents who maybe, you know, don't feel that they have the time or the talent to invest in a traditional co-op where, you know, they have to teach and they have to come up with curriculum and come up with activities that can be really overwhelming, especially to a new family to homeschooling, that, um, you know, it's, it's, a little better situation for them to find a class that their child is interested in. Oftentimes you pay for that class, um, whether or not the parent has to stick around on site or you can drop them off. Like that's, you know, it kind of runs the gamut there, but um, those are kind of the offerings and they can choose from whether it's offered from a homeschool group or maybe it's your local um, coders Academy or the local, a martial arts studio or a music school or something um, that are often offering, you know, track out options or late afternoon options. And when you look at your educational opportunities encompassing, you know, not only traditional co-ops, which are a wonderful, wonderful source of support, not only the educational piece, but the support and the connection for the families. But also, you know, the piece of these a la carte classes that you can choose from, there's really no limit to what you can source for your child um, when you look at those things. So a la carte really means kind of going out and finding a particular class at a particular time for a particular age group. And, you know, oftentimes you are paying the person offering that or teaching that. um, And, you know, your child's getting the educational opportunity. Oftentimes it's kind of missing that community and connection piece um, for the parent, but the child still gets to be in a classroom environment with, you know, other kids with similar interests and similar education needs around their age. Um, So it's a nice little kind of taste of that classroom experience without going all in to either a particular homeschool methodology or a particular, you know, public school or charter or private
1: so so let me ask like uh some examples what have you seen um offered I know that you know you said it's kind of like a buffet but what are some uh most common classes that families will um sign up for in a la carte so um
2: I saw this start now I've been homeschooling for 15 years now so um you know 10 years ago, 12 years ago, this wasn't as big a thing. And I kind of saw it really start, at least where I started, you know, noticing it was at the high school level. Um, a lot of parents are really intimidated to teach those high school level classes, the maths, the sciences. So, um, and uh, I would say, so high school math, huge, you know, big one to source a la carte, high school science labs things like that, that you may not have the materials to do at home, lots of opportunities there. And art, um, because, you know, art is a real materials heavy kind of thing. And if you don't want that all around your house, or you don't want to invest in all those materials, or you don't know how to work with oil paint, then um, outsourcing an art class is really popular. Um, And then, you know, those nature exploration to be able to get out into parks, a lot of parks and rec, the towns, um, the wise are kind of offering those kind of things now, where you know, kind of going outside and taking advantage of our wonderful natural resources here in North Carolina, um, have been, I would think, the most popular and the most common um, things to do a la carte. So,
0: you for the questions, I uh, of course I do. I always have questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, So for the parents who want to go the a la carte method, do you recommend finding an association or or a co-op type group to connect with to find those? Or are there resources like online directories or anything where as a parent I can just go and say, okay, here's a directory of all the different subjects and people who are doing these things that I can just find a math teacher? What's, I, yeah, I, uh,
2: I wish there was. Um, that becomes, <laughs> you know, part of trying to create home resources that <laughs> was finding the resources. And, it, you know, I learned yeah. really quickly that that's a really hard thing, you know, to kind of get your hands on because the homeschool world changes so quickly. Um, so, you know, keeping track of who's in charge of what and who's the contact for what gets really difficult. Um, so. I would say Facebook groups are still your best resource for a la carte resources. Um, but even your local parents groups, your, you know, look on, on Facebook. So the homeschool trade association tells us that, you know, 85% of parents still get the majority of their homeschool resources from Facebook connections, Facebook groups. Um, so that is where people are talking about what is going on. And I would say that's a great place to, Um, source that. And it's, you know, it's not necessarily having to get involved in an association or a co-op first. I mean, it's typically the folks who, you know, kind of don't want to be tied down to that, that are looking for a la carte experiences. So, you know, if you're looking for a math class, go to, you know, your local, you can put into Facebook, search for your county homeschool support or your county homeschool moms and um, kind of join up into those groups and you can go in and say, hey, I'm looking, you know, I have a kid who's really interested in robotics. Are there any robotics classes in my area? Um, And then sometimes you'll find them a la carte. Sometimes you'll find them as part of a co-op, but then you'll be able to find the best fit for your family.
1: Yeah, it is kind of crazy that um, it would be nice if there was some master database of what's available in, you know, the general area. And like I laughed, maybe we should create something like that, Lena, that would probably be helpful. Oh my goodness. I know that the NCHE has tried to, we've talked about the NCHE in the past, and they have tried to keep up with um, the database that they have for all that community support options. Mm-hmm. across the state across the state but um unfortunately sometimes it is hard to keep that up to date and it doesn't include everything like some things are literally just by word of mouth like for instance my kids are taking a math class this coming year with a mom who's taken six students and teaching out of her home and um and that is you know she actually she did Well, she fills it by word of mouth first, and then if she's still got an opening or two, she'll post it on one of the local Facebook groups. Um, so I suppose, you know, Facebook is really a great, a great resource, great option to ask questions. I keep saying the homeschool community is one of the friendliest and most helpful you're going to find. Everybody wants to pitch in. Um, but unfortunately, if you don't have Facebook or don't want to create an account, then really you just have to start asking your friends um, and people around you and, and go from there May, there is, you know, maybe one or two um, email groups, there's a big one in our area that we can talk about another time but um, outside of that it's it is just word of mouth and social media. Yeah, for sure, and you know, the, I guess the one of the good things about being in
2: this state that's you know number one or two in the nation in terms of homeschool population and growth, um, depending on what way you look at those statistics, but they, you know, we trip over homeschoolers, right, out in, <laughs> out in everyday life. Like you, you find other people, and um, I guess starting here as a homeschooler when my kids were really young, coming from a state where. It was not as popular and not as accepted. Um, it was nice to kind of be out and about in the world with my kids and not have people like question us every five minutes. But um, and now you you mix with those kids that are tracked out and all that kind of stuff. So you might not find it. But I find if I take, you know, my youngest son to the park in the middle of the day, I'm I end up talking to homeschool moms. Um, you know, there are yes there are parents there with their kids for other reasons. But by and large, the majority is homeschool moms. And um, I used to say that Chick-fil-A was the homeschool cafeteria. <laughs> so if you wanted to find other homeschoolers, just go to Chick-fil-A for yeah. lunch. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just start asking people and talking. <laughs> and, you know, I would say that um, get off topic a little bit, but one of, the, one of the most difficult things as being a homeschool parent is that you have to really um, go kind of outside your comfort zone to source those things for your kids, to really be an advocate um, for, you know, and you have to be comfortable with talking to other people and asking questions and and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, but approaching people at the park or just if You don't have to be afraid anymore. I think that has been a wonderful change to the increase in po- homeschool population is that you don't have to be shy about telling people that you homeschool because everybody's going to be like, oh, that's great. Maybe you'll yeah. hear, oh, I could never do that. But for the most part, people are saying, oh, gosh, I wish I could or, oh, wow, that's great. Um, so, you know, you're probably not going to get any backlash. And so don't be afraid to just ask yeah. um, the people that you're around
1: that you see around with kids. Yeah, we don't have three heads anymore.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: It's been, it's such a nice change nice. from nice. the early days. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what some of the positives are about a la the classes that we touched on it a little bit. Um, but if there's any more and then any negatives that you could see.
2: Yeah. So I definitely see, you know, that specialized learning. It's hard in a co-op sometimes when you have, you know, a certain group of families and you have a kid with, you know, interests I had my, young, my oldest son, when he was young, was obsessed with dinosaurs. You know, he just wanted to talk about dinosaurs all the time. And his major complaint about preschool was that they didn't talk about dinosaurs enough. So he was not excited about kindergarten because he knew that was going to be more of the same. So, um, so when we ended up homeschooling, that's what we got to do. It was great, but none of the other kids in our co-op were excited about dinosaurs. <laughs> so we had to go find other things. To, to kind of feed that interest and that curiosity. So if, you know, I would say that's a huge advantage, even if you are involved in a co-op or an umbrella group or something like that. Um, you know, if your kid has that interest, you don't wanna squash that curiosity, right? You wanna be able to follow their lead and and feed that and let them know that what their ideas and their questions and, are important and it's good to learn about those things. So, um, so that's definitely an advantage. If you, you know, look around, there's probably an a la carte class or an, you know, or you find other people and create one, um, just that one off, Yeah, it's low commitment. You know, usually a la carte are um, once a week, an hour a week, um, and, and that's it. You go, you do the class, maybe you have a little bit of homework, especially at the upper grade levels. Um, and, you know, it lasts for a semester, and if it doesn't work, you move on to something else. So that's great. Um, you know, co-ops really depend on the families to kind of support and keep coming back. So if you don't have that ability to commit, then all la card is a great opportunity. So, you know, I think those are the biggest um, and the best advantages. The downside is that um, the really community building, the support, um, oftentimes, As parents and especially as homeschool parents, you know, we put our kids needs first um, and we go out and we look for these classes to meet our kids particular interests, and I found I have a big gap between my kids there's 10 years between my middle and my youngest and in that time. um, My older kids I didn't have the ability to commit to teaching at a co op and I you know my baby was kind of high needs and. um needed a lot of my attention. I couldn't teach even with him strapped to me or what have you. So I started to use more a la carte classes for my older kids. And I realized I was dropping them off and then sitting in the parking lot for an hour with my baby um, while they were having and I And as I was preparing for high school with my oldest, I realized I didn't have that support network anymore. Um, of people to ask and, you know, people and I had to kind of rebuild that in a different way. So and I think as parents, you know, we want to make the best individualized education for our kids. um, And you need help to figure out how to do that. You need support. And the day in, day out of homeschooling can be frustrating and it can be scary and you can have doubts. And and who do you go to? So um, I think that's the biggest downside of a la carte is that As a parent, we don't build community um, around that when we're, you know, kind of feeding our kids individual interests.
1: Right.
0: I think one of the things, Elena, you and I have touched on here and there through this series, but we haven't really emphasized, is the flexibility of of this whole process. Mm -hmm. Is that, okay, I do a la carte this year and it works fine, but by next year, my kids have grown a bit. Their interests are different. My circumstances change. Okay, I can shift to more of a co-op style or you know a different methodology every year if I want to. Yeah. But yeah. I'm also thinking, just Lena, with what you were just saying, it may be that I join a co-op of some type for kind of the primaries, English history, you know the the basics. But then I say my my child has one particular interest that's kind of out there beyond this other stuff. Well, if I'm only going to the co-op two days a week, I've got three more days a week. I could go do an a la carte class of something specific. So it becomes a real hybrid of sorts. And then we used that term on the last episode, but um, it kind of becomes a hybrid for me as a parent, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That The ability to mix and match um, is just unlimited, you know, especially even at, think about the high school level. Um, Like I said, a lot of parents get intimidated thinking about teaching calculus or chemistry or what have you, and we have this beautiful dual enrollment system with the local community colleges where you can take those classes for free, but if they don't fit your kid's schedule, or maybe they're not really at the level, they need a little bit of brush up on some math skills or what have you. Um, I know some of our community colleges like them to have had lab experience before they go into their science classes, so where do you get that Um, and not co-ops aren't always equipped to be able to, or a lot of times they don't even have the numbers at the high school level because kids do move on to those things. So they don't offer as much um, at that level as they do for the younger grades. So, um, you know, really kind of mixing and matching. Maybe you'll find that your younger kids are great in this co-op one day a week and, you know, they kind of get their cup filled there with their social needs and stuff like that. And you have a great time at home the rest of the week, but you're Teenagers might need really to kind of source different things. So, yeah, the flexibility, the, you know, ability to really customize it all for your family is just kind of unlimited.
1: Yeah, I would say that if you could one word to describe it would be dynamic because um, it really is um, has the opportunity to look different for not just every homeschool family, but every homeschool kid. Uh, across a given year or you know it can change from year to year like you said um, it, you find something's working one year and it's not the next you change it or or whatever so it is so dynamic. Um, to, I'll be honest with you that sometimes and I've said this before sometimes there's too many choices and you know we are right. always looking to do what's best for our kids education and the, the resources and opportunities out there are so, right now are so endless. And, you know, we're talking a lot about in the North Carolina area, but homeschooling is growing across the United States. And so, um, you may be in an area that does not have as many resources as the triangle does here where we are in North Carolina. Uh, But there are, there are some, or you can create it yourself. So many of our, my home, you know, homeschool um, experiences have, have been just word of mouth getting together with a few moms and doing something that interests our kids or helps benefit each of our families.
0: And I think too, yeah, I, I'm thinking about what you just said, Elena. If I'm in an area where I don't have a lot of current resources, but I want to homeschool and I want to go a la carte, it may be that I just reach out to, you know, I heard about a math teacher who that's right working for whatever reason, yeah, might be looking to make some extra money on the side. So I just approach them and say, "Hey, would you like to teach my child math specifically?" And you can start to piece that together yourself.
1: Yeah. Can I actually, I'll get, I'm going to give a little uh, commercial plug here for uh, that exact scenario (laughs) that has happened here in this area. Um, There's a gentleman out there named Nate Sorensen and he is, uh, has a little company called um, that one math guy. And that's exactly Ah. what happened to him. So he was a professor at NC State, a science professor at NC State and his neighbor and his friend reached out to him and said, Hey, my kids need some help with math. Could you please help them with math? And he started like tutoring their kids and started, you know, teaching just that family's kids math. And she came in to him and said, you know, Nate, um, you have a gift and it's an amazing gift and you need to share it with the homeschool world. So he said to her, Well, if, and her name was Karen and um, he said, Karen, if you can find, if you can, you know, I think it was, if you can build me five classes and get 10 students in each class, I'll do it. Well, she put the word out locally. And um, I, my daughter actually was in his first year pilot class for algebra one. And uh, he made math extremely meaningful to my daughter, made it, you know, connections like Uh, I could never even think that it was possible for her. Now, he's quit. Well, after about a year, I think, or two, he quit his full-time job at NC State and is only doing this full-time. And that's his full-time job. And he's teaching math and sciences and, you know, up in different areas. And so anyway, that's exactly what happened. Someone said, hey, you're a teacher. Can you help? And before you know it, that's his full-time job. Yeah, And there are tutors, right? Like even if you're out, you know, in a more
2: remote and more rural area, um, your school, local school, local libraries, um, you know, local uh, therapists or pediatricians often have uh, like ties to tutors for kids who are struggling in school. Sometimes those tutors are willing to take on instead of one student at a time. Um, a group of students at a time. And that's a great way to kind of create a homeschool resource, you know, a la carte um, that your student and neighbors and friends might need.
0: Yeah. I give a a slightly different um, opportunity, I suppose, for parents um, using myself. Here's an example from me. I was not homeschooled uh, back in the dark ages when I was in school. That wasn't a thing and you couldn't find resources, but I had, when I was, um, I think I was 11 years old, I had to spend some time in the hospital. When I got out, we only had about maybe a month and a half, two months left in the school year, and my doctor didn't want me to go back to school because I was very susceptible to germs, and my parents got a tutor who came to the house two days a week, so for parents out there who might have a child who has a physical problem like that, and you're thinking, oh, I don't want to send them to, to the regular school or even a private school or anything. This might be a good option to, to find that a tutor or or somebody who does an a la carte class and go that route.
1: For sure. Yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, again, with with doing this kind of model of homeschooling, um, the, the possibilities really are endless. And if you don't have them in your area you have the option of creating one we've shared a couple of ideas there on how you can create one so um terry if you have any um, more questions on this um topic let's let's share those but i want to give lena an opportunity to talk about her resource center
0: i i was actually going to pivot to that as well so uh lena is part of the triangle home Reso- homeschool resources uh, group would that be the right term or co-op? Yeah it's actually
2: you... um, a business so okay. the Triangle Homeschool Resource Center um, is something I started actually back in 2018 uh, and it just as a kind of veteran homeschool mom who'd kind of been through the ropes I was running a you know non-profit um, umbrella homeschool support group um, in the area and I would take all the I would do all the intake, you know, all the inquiries from people like we're moving, we're looking to get involved. And they were always not only looking for community, but looking to understand how to homeschool in North Carolina. And I realized there was a lot of bad information out there. Mm. I think partly because we are such a melting pot of, you know, people moving and transitioning and moving in, moving out of the area. They bring a lot of um, ideas or what they knew about their homeschool law in whatever state they were moving from. And they think it's going to apply here, and that's not the case. So um, I just started writing a series of articles um, on the website based on a homeschool 101 that I was doing for our, our support group, and kind of putting it out there. And and like I said, I was going through a transition with my family um, in terms of you know using all the card classes, but not but then losing my own personal support. And when my daughter wanted to have a book club. For her friends and her our friends came from various different homeschool experiences we've had over the years um we just couldn't find a home for that book club and you know if it was four or five kids i'd have it in my house but then they brought all their siblings and people were coming from you know across the county and so we started to look around and i realized you know we couldn't do it at the library because we wanted to use music we were doing books around the world and they too loud. And the one library didn't want us to have food or crafts. And um, we started to look for space to do it. And um, it was, you know, $75 an hour to rent a community room somewhere. And it was minimum of three hour rental, like we wanted to just do a book club. (laughs) Um, So I realized there's got to be a better way. And that's where the idea for a homeschool community center was born. There are plenty Homeschoolers in the area that we should have our own place right um, so that's kind of what uh, the homeschool resource Center is, you know, the dream of it is being and we had our kind of I would say our pilot this year we we tried it out here in Garner and. Um, learned some things and we're kind of pulling back to retool and regroup and and figure out the best fit and best space and best way to make that work, but um. The Homeschool Resource Center, you know, I the best thing about homeschooling is the flexibility. But as Elena had kind of alluded to, um, there's a downside to that flexibility and that when your kids change their interests and they go off and do another another thing, you're rebuilding community all over again. And that can be really hard on kids transitioning, you know, creating those friendships and those relationships, not only for the kids, but for the parents, too. Um, so by having a community center that is all our own, you know, we kind of hope to solve that problem. You'll always have a home to come home to. You'll always have a place to come home and connect with your community, even as you are pursuing your kids' various interests. So um, right now, the homes I, as owner here, um, do parent workshops, um, i Sometimes at the library, sometimes you'll find me at the library, sometimes online, um, sometimes at Kimber Commerce or community centers. So um, definitely keep an eye on social media and our website for parent workshops. We do Homeschool 101. We do a high school planning workshop. um, I do a goal setting workshop um, and all kinds of things like that. Um, Curriculum consulting, um, planning, getting your homeschool up and running, all that kind of stuff. So Um, Going forward, we do have a homeschool choir program um, that will be launching this fall. So if anybody's interested in that, they can reach out and get plugged in. It will be happening in the Garner area um, in the afternoons. So a great opportunity for music education for our kids and performance opportunity. Um, And then, you know, going forward, we will see where we land in terms of a community space. But I'm always looking to help connect people and to help people find the right resources for their family
0: so with the choir what ages will the choir is it one choir with multiple ages or will you have different age groups with different choirs how's that going to be so
2: we're starting out with our k kindergarten through fifth grade or is it kindergarten through eighth grade sorry um it's all going to be one group um So, you know, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. (laughs) So this is our first semester. We have a wonderful um, young music teacher and she's really excited to kind of get started um, with some kids and, um, you know, wonderful experience and opera trained and, and all that kind of stuff, music education trained. So, so yeah, it's going to be K through eighth. We um, are planning on a Christmas performance. And then we are looking to connect with other um, civic groups in the Garner area for, you know, maybe it'll be at a um, a retirement home or um, a community event to give them other performance opportunities. So really excited about that.
0: Awesome. So if someone wants to find information about your group, where do they find that?
2: So we are at trianglehomeschoolresources.com on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube as Triangle Homeschool Resources as well.
0: And just as a reminder, because we have listeners from who knows where, um, the three of us are located in the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area of North Carolina, commonly Mm -hmm. referred to as the Triangle. So you've heard us mention that along the way. Uh, For those listening locally, you are in the Garner area, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, our in-person
2: offerings are in um, Garner, Wake County.
0: Okay, so um, I would encourage everyone to go to the website, check out the Resource Center. Um, I've been digging through the website myself this morning, found some interesting things. And um, I know you've got other things planned beyond the choir, which we won't go into yet, but um, Mm -hmm. you've got definitely some growth coming. Yeah, I hope so.
1: And Lena, I would love for you to share a little bit, you know, part of the reason we're doing this podcast is really to just inform people who may be thinking about homeschooling or have never thought about it, but um, maybe it's time to, you know, give it some, give it some thought. And you have, I guess, a product or a program um, on your website called Homeschool Launchpad. And I would love for you to share a little bit about that because I'm guessing that that would help a lot of our listeners who say, but I just don't even know where to start.
2: Yeah. And that is exactly what the idea behind the homeschool launch pad was. Um, I realized that, you know, my passion is really helping to, um, change people's thinking to go from, I can't do this. I'm so overwhelmed to, Oh my gosh, I, I can't wait to do this with my kids. And, um, you know, working with families through our the support group I worked with before and then, you know, privately since I started Triangle Homeschool Resources, I really found that there's really um there are number one, a couple of like uh common objections and common myths about homeschooling that people kind of need to get through so i invite people to kind of reach out to me um you know a free consultation i would love to talk to you about those things that you think i don't have the patience or i don't know how my kids are going to make friends and all those kind of things we can talk through all of that get you through everybody feels those things so don't feel alone in doing that and you know don't be afraid to ask those questions like you may think oh that's like the dumbest thing ever but Don't be afraid to ask that question. Everybody's had that question. We all have those doubts. So once we get past that, then it's really like a six step process, I call it. And that's my homeschool launch pad. And I've created a self-guided course that you can go through as a family um, from you know, kind of deciding why you want to homeschool and really setting your goals and your intentions through having a daily schedule and a daily plan. So it's all the steps along the way that get you through that. And yes, you can find that um, through Triangle Homeschool Resources, but it also has its own website, homeschoollaunchpad.com. And um, if you are in North Carolina, you can download a free what I call packing list for your launch pad. Uh, in terms of what do you need to do to get legal um, from the very beginning, that notice of intent that we're required to do here in North Carolina. And it kind of is a workbook that walks you through all those things. And then from there on, you are ready to launch. And that course is there
1: and available for families. That sounds amazing. And I wish I would have had something like that when I was getting started.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you. I, you know, I just, like I said, my passion is, um, you know, new homeschool families. And that course does start off with a live one-on-one consultation. Um, We sit down for an hour or online, if you are not from this area, um, and kind of walk through you know,
1: what your personal challenges are because every homeschool family is different. So, yes. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt, but that is a great question. Is that something that can be used for families outside of North Carolina?
2: So, actually, yes, I have just kind of retooled that. The website hasn't been reworked yet, but that is coming in the next couple of weeks where um, that, you know, a A big piece of the framework that we set up for our homeschools has to do with, you know, making sure it's legal to do it that way in your state and North Carolina, we have great freedom to do that. So some other states have a little add a little bit more to that framework. So that is coming. I've been working with um, homeschool bloggers and uh, leaders from throughout the country to kind of find um, ways that we can plug folks from outside North Carolina into people who can help them create that part of that framework so that they can then go on with the rest of the Launchpad course, um, you know, with that in mind. Awesome. So that is coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, Definitely you can get on the mailing list at homeschoollaunchpad.com and that'll be coming out when it is ready. That's awesome. Thank you.
0: So any final Thoughts you'd like to share with us, Lena, or anything we've missed that you think we should have asked about?
2: No, I mean, I think the a la carte options are just beautiful. I've definitely, even when my family was doing co-ops, we were still sourcing things a la carte. Um, I think, you know, just wanting to fill our kids' lives with the love of learning and, um, and other adults that support and can inform them about you know, those aspects of things we might not be so knowledgeable about, right? That's as adults, that's how we find education. We go and find somebody who knows it and ask them or look it up on YouTube, whatever. But um <laughs> but you know, I just yeah. think that um that all la carte piece uh is available to just about everybody. Um, you know, it takes a little bit of a budget, but uh other than that, you know, find it. It is out there. And it it's out there. Definitely.
1: Thanks so much for all you're doing for the homeschool community locally. And now it looks like you're going to be available to to others across the nation. So that's awesome.
2: Well, thank you. And thank you so much for doing this and helping to spread the word about homeschooling and empower more parents to kind of do that. It is it's so essential um, these days, you know, to just kind of be able to find the best fit for our kids. So thank you. Absolutely.
0: And it's great to have this resource to get information out. It's so much easier having yes. Zoom and, you know, just podcasting opportunities to, to get things out there quickly and on a much broader scale, which is nice. So, sure. Lena, thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. And, Thank you for uh, having me. For our listeners, I, I just wanted to let you know a couple of quick things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the video version of this podcast is available through, if you follow me on Telegram at Wake Citizens Journal, um, I put direct links there to the video versions, but I'm also now putting audio versions through a different hosting site that's being disseminated through Spotify, iHeart, and about a dozen other smaller uh, sites, so you can find it there also at Wake Citizens Journal, uh, just follow us there and uh, listen into to all the episodes, there's, Elena and I have, um, I'll give Elena more credit than me, she's been the expert in this and kind of the driver But we've had some great episodes of a lot of really good information about the homeschooling process, the whole movement, all the options, opportunities. It's really phenomenal what's out there. And um, if you're somebody who's looking to get in it and you're thinking kind of tunnel vision that it's one way, it ain't one way. (laughs) There's a lot of different things you can do. So listen to all these episodes and find what's right for you. That's what we want to provide. So, um, as always, Elena, thanks for being here. Lena, Thanks also for joining us today. And uh, we will see you next time on the Wake Citizens Journal. Have a good week.
1: Thank you.